Would you stand this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. 1 Kings this morning, 1 Kings chapter number 18, began reading with verse number 41. The Bible says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. Seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot. And go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran ahead, to Ahab, ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The title of my message today is Breaking the Drought. Father, I thank you today for the incredible, incredible word of God. It indeed is a lamp unto our feet. It is indeed a light unto our path. God, I just pray, Lord, that the anointing, Father, will be upon the message, be upon the messenger, Lord, today. Father, I pray that you'll give us ears upon our heart to hear the word. But God, may we not just hear, but may we heed your word. Father, may faith arise in us today. God, I pray all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for your glory. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. If you were here this past Sunday, you heard me declare 2016 a year of prayer. I believe that the Lord directed me to announce and to declare that the year 2016 will be a year of prayer. I'm believing that this year will be the greatest year ever in the spiritual arena of this church. Now, if this happens, it will only come through prayer. The title of the message today is Breaking the Drought. The story is told of a little boy who came home from school one day. He came home with his report card. He had made all F's. But he said to his parents, he said, it's okay, I've already adjusted to them. Isn't it a shame what we are willing to adjust to? There are no doubt people in this congregation this morning who are experiencing a spiritual drought. The refreshing rain of the Holy Spirit isn't falling upon your parched and thirsty soul. And it hasn't for a long, long time. But it's okay, you tell yourself, I've already adjusted to it. But I believe that I have a word from the Lord for somebody here today. And the word of the Lord is, it's not okay. It's not okay. The word of the Lord today is, it's time to break the drought. The word of the Lord today is it's time for the refreshing rain of the Holy Spirit to begin to to begin to fall upon you once again. 
Now, in our scripture for today, the people were in the midst of a three and one half year drought. The Bible says that not one single drop of rain had fallen in three and one half years. Can you even imagine the damage? Can you even imagine the devastation that that would accompany a three and a half year drought? No doubt, the domino effect would cause havoc and negatively affect a host of things. The question I have for someone here this morning, this question I have for many perhaps today is what effect has the drought in your soul had not only upon you but also upon everyone around you? Here's what I believe this morning. If God has impressed me to declare 2016 a year of prayer and I, and I emphatically believe that God has instructed me and encouraged me to do that. So if God has, there must be a reason why. And perhaps one of the reasons is because for some, the heavens have been shut up over you. Oh, for some of you, not a cloud is in the sky. But I have good news for you this morning and the good news is prayer will break the drought. The good news is this morning prayer will open the heavens over your life. The good news is this morning prayer will produce the clouds. Oh, that contain the rain. Oh, that will begin to fall upon you. That will begin to refresh you and begin to renew you and begin to restore you. As I look at our passage of Scripture this morning, there are, there are four things that I say. There, uh, I want to suggest four requirements uh, that, 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 that I find in this passage for breaking the drought. The first requirement is this. You must be able to hear the sound before seeing any signs. You must be able to hear the sound before seeing any signs. I find that in verse number 41. It says, Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Elijah said to Ahab, there is the sound. Say the sound. There is the sound of abundance of rain. I want, you to, I want you to notice that Elijah didn't say, uh, I see some signs of rain. Notice he didn't say to Ahab, hey, hey Ahab, look up into the, up into the sky. See, see the signs? I see some signs of rain. No, Elijah didn't say that. He said there is the sound of rain. Here's what I know. God begins his work on the inside of us first. Before there are any outward signs, there is first an inward sound. See, see, just as thunder often precedes rain, the Holy Spirit thunders and rumbles in our spirit. I cannot tell you how many times in the past 43 years of ministry that God started stirring something on the inside of me, began to stir and begin to rumble as thunder on the inside of my spirit. 
And this stirring or rumbling or thunder in my spirit preceded something awesome, something incredible, something great that God was about to birth in my life and in my ministry. May I tell you this morning that, that this stirring in my spirit has been going on on the inside of me the last several weeks. I believe that God is wanting to open the heavens over the grace place. But I want to tell you this morning that He will not do it without our cooperation. He will not do it unless we meet the requirements. And the first requirement is we must be able to hear the sound before seeing any signs. And I already said it this morning, we begin, or God begins His work on the inside of us first. And then, and then, if you are sensitive to God, you will hear the sound before others do. If you are sensitive to the voice of God, you will hear the sound before others do. In reading this passage, it appears that that Elijah was the only one to hear the sound. It wasn't that everybody heard the sound. It appears that Elijah was the only one to hear the sound. And even when he told Ahab about the sound, Ahab didn't seem to hear it. Nor did he seem convinced that there even was a sound. Because Ahab seems to just go about business as usual. Not everybody will hear the sound. Not everyone will even believe that there is a sound. Notice the next requirement for breaking the drought. If we're going to break the drought over our life, the second thing you're going to have to do, you must be willing to pray while others party. If you're going to break the drought over your life, you're going to have to be willing to pray while others are partying, while others are playing. I find this in verse number 42. Verse 42 says, so Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. Notice Ahab goes to party while Elijah goes to pray. Let me suggest two things here this morning. First of all, desire forms priorities. Desire forms priorities. See, the priorities in our lives are formed by our desires. We make time for what we want most. People use as an excuse, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to come to church. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to be involved in a ministry. Really? Really, that's your excuse? You don't have time? You mean that everybody else has 24 hours in a day? Everybody else has 7 days in a week? Everybody else has 365 days in a year? Everyone else besides you, you are on a different time allotment? Is that what you're saying? You don't have time? The truth of the matter is we make time for what we really desire to do. Desire forms priorities. Let me say something else about desire this morning. Desire fuels persistence. 
Desire fuels persistence. See, see, desire will not only direct us, it will also drive us. Ahab had a desire to eat, and so he went up to eat and to drink. He went up to party. Elijah, though, had a desire to break the drought, and so he went to pray. But he didn't just pray. Oh, but he persisted in prayer. He prayed, and 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 he he continued to pray. Hear me this morning. If you want to break the drought over your life, it could be a spiritual drought we're talking about this morning. Maybe it is a financial drought that you need to break over your life. Maybe it is a drought in your marriage. Maybe it is a drought in your ministry. I I don't know what the drought is that you need to break this morning, but if you want to break the drought over your life this morning, you're going to have to pray while others party. Your desires will have to change. And you're going to have to get desperate. You're going to have to get desperate. See, if you've got a drought going on in your life, you're in, you're in a desperate situation and desperate measures calls for desperate action. Amen. You're going to have to get desperate. Amen. The, the rain didn't come until Elijah got desperate, until he persisted in prayer. See, here's what I've, I've come to discover. And that is as long as we are comfortable. As long as we are content with status quo. As long as we are willing to adjust to our F's. As long as we're willing to adjust to the drought. Oh, the heavens will remain closed over our life. Only, only when our desire changes. Only, only when our changed desire produces change in our priorities. And over new, and, 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 and our new corrected desires fuel persistence and then and only then will the clouds appear over our lives and burst forth with mighty refreshing rain talk about breaking the drought this morning some of you are in a drought today and I'm telling you this morning that it's time that the drought be broken over your life and I believe that today is the day the beginning of, of the breaking of an incredible drought that will happen today Notice the third requirement for breaking the drought that I find in, in our passage. And that is, number three, you must be able to reject a negative report. You must be able to reject a negative report. I find that in verse number 43. Elijah said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. This is after he has prayed. And he said, go up now and look toward the sea. So the servant went up and he looked and he said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. So evidently Elijah would pray for rain for a while. And then after he had prayed for rain for a while, he would send his servant to go and to look for some sign of rain. I heard the sound of rain already. I've been praying, now I'm looking for a sign. And he would pray for a while and he would send his servant to go look out toward the sea and see if there would be some sign of rain coming. The Bible says that six times Elijah prayed. And the Bible says that six times he sent his servant to look for a sign. But the Bible says that six times his servant came back with a negative report. There is nothing. I can just imagine Elijah looking at him and saying, nothing? Nothing? 
And he said, nothing. Elijah said, nada. Nada. I think that most people would have stopped praying long before the seventh time. Some would have stopped praying the first time. They didn't get what they asked for. Some would pray two times. Some would pray three. Perhaps some would pray four. Some, many would stop along the way, but not, not Elijah. He kept praying. He kept praying. He kept believing. He kept praying. He kept look, sending his servant to look for a sign. Because he had heard the sound. And he knew what would follow the sound would be a sign. I suggest three things here this morning. Number one, things are not always as they appear on the surface. Things are not always as they appear on the surface. See, just because you don't see anything happening, that doesn't necessarily mean there's nothing happening. You need to remember this this morning. The spirit world is invisible. The spirit world is invisible. But listen, just because it's invisible doesn't mean it's not real. See, the fact of the matter is if we only understood the spirit world is far more real than the physical world. Because what we don't understand, or at least we forget, is the spirit world existed before the physical world was even created. So remember that things are not always as they appear on the surface. Second thing here you need to know is that is if you are praying, God is working. If you are praying, God is working. Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 24 says, Before they call, God says, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. John Wesley said, God does nothing but in answer to prayer. He is saying that everything that God does is as an answer to somebody's prayer. Martin Luther said, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but it's laying hold of his willingness. And oh, I like this one. George Failing said, whoever he is, but I like what he said. George Failing said, he who fails to pray does not cheat God, he cheats himself. If we would understand, amen, that we're not cheating God when we fail to pray. When we fail to pray, we are cheating ourselves. If you're praying, God is working. Now, you may not be able to see His work. You may not feel, oh, that He's working, but be assured that He is. Elijah couldn't see any signs or evidence of God working. Time after time after time after time, he prayed, and then he sent his servant to look for a sign, any sign, all the smallest of signs. But time after time after time, he heard his servant say the same words, I see nothing. Elijah had heard the sound. And so he would continue to pray until the sound produced a sign. And here's something we need to understand this morning. God's timing 
is different than his will. God's timing is different than his will. Sometimes God reveals his will to us. It begins with a sound, that still, small voice on the inside of us. And when we hear the sound, oh, oh, that rumbling in our spirit, oh, oh, when we hear God's still, small voice, oh, oh, when we hear the sound, oh, then most of us rush out and start looking for a sign. But like Elijah's servant, we see nothing. Because God's timing is different than His will. You know the story of Abraham and Sarah? How God promised Abraham and Sarah a son. And so they immediately arranged a rendezvous. I mean, know what a rendezvous is. heard the sound. God promised them a son. And so they immediately arranged a rendezvous. And then they started counting down the days expecting Isaac to be born in exactly nine months from the date of the rendezvous. But the Bible says it was yet 25 years. 25 years from the time God promised Isaac, until the baby Isaac was born. They obviously didn't understand the difference in God's will and His timing. Hear me, this morning the drought will will be broken only through prayer. And it might be the first time that you pray. It might be the second time. It might be the third time. It might be the fifth time you pray. It might be the seventh time, as in the case of Elijah. But hear me this morning. Our job is just to keep praying. Our job is just to keep believing. Our job is just to continue to believe and trust and pray. Amen. And believe and trust and pray until the drought is broken and the rain begins to fall. We're talking about breaking the drought today. Four requirements for breaking the drought. Number one, you must be able to hear the sound before seeing any signs. Number two, you must be willing to pray while others are partying. Number three, you must be able to reject a negative report. And number four, and finally this morning, you must be willing to speak what you want to seize, not what you see. If you're going to break the drought that is upon your life this morning, you're going to have to be able and be willing to speak what you want to seize, not what you see. We find this in verse number 44. Verse number 44 says, Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, The servant said to Elijah, There is a cloud as small. Notice his description. There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising up out of the sea. Elijah said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. For the servant, he wasn't too impressed with what he saw. A cloud as small As a man's hand. 
That's not a very big cloud. In fact, have you ever seen a cloud that small before? And don't forget, this was after Elijah had prayed not once, not three times, not five times. But listen, don't forget, Elijah had prayed seven times by now. And it doesn't say how long he prayed. Perhaps he prayed an hour and then he sent his servant. Then he prayed another hour and he sent his servant. Then he pr- I don't know how long he prayed. But perhaps and probably he could have prayed all day long by now. And only a tiny cloud appears the size of a man's hand. Elijah's servant spoke what he saw. I see a cloud. But it's very small. It's very insignificant. It's just about the size of a man's hand. Elijah's servant spoke what he saw. Elijah spoke what he wanted to seize. He said to his servant, go tell Ahab, he better get down off of this mountain quick because there's about to become a deluge. Oh, oh, Elijah was saying, I no longer just hear the sound. Now there's a sign. And after the sign comes the tsunami. Let me suggest two things here quickly and then we're done this morning. Number one, words are powerful. Words are powerful. Proverbs 18 and 21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. If we truly comprehended this, if we truly understood this truth, we would be a whole lot more careful the words we choose to speak. Because words are powerful. Not only are words powerful, words are predictions. Words are predictions. Elijah was willing to risk looking foolish because he was willing to speak not what was, but what he wanted, what they needed, what he had been praying for. See, see, you don't get a tsunami out of a cloud the size of a man's hand. You, you don't get enough rain to stop a king's chariot out of a cloud the size of a man's hand. Not naturally, you don't. But listen, listen, Elijah wasn't speaking all from the natural all, but he was speaking from the supernatural. He was speaking words of faith. See, see, human words wouldn't break a drought. Only faith-filled words prophetically spoken because words are predictions. Henry Ford said, whether you say I can or you say I can't, you are right. Because words are predictions. Amen? How many of you are still with me this morning? I feel like I'm preaching better than you're shouting this morning, but that's all right. You're just saving it all up, right? Right? Hey, David spoke of the giant Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 47. 
David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a sh- and with a shield. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Remember, David's just a little teenager, about 17 years of age. Goliath is a 10-foot champion giant. And David continues to talk and speak to the giant. And he said, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will strike you and I will take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistine to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. Listen, David's brethren wouldn't even face Goliath. David is not only facing Goliath. David is not only telling Goliath he's going to cut his head off. But David is telling Goliath, all of your brothers, amen, and all of the warriors, amen, all of your army. He said, I'm taking all of you today. Words of predictions. This day, he said, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword, he does not save with shield or with spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Words are predictions. And David spoke to the giant Goliath. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11 and verse 23, Jesus said, whoever says, whoever what? Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says, those things he what? That those things that he says will, 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 be, will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have what? Words are powerful and words are predictions. Listen to me this morning. Listen, listen. In order to break the drought from over your life, amen, whether it be a spiritual drought, maybe it's a drought in your finances, maybe it's a a drought in your marriage or a drought in your home or a drought in your ministry, one of the requirements will be you must be willing to speak what you want to seize and not what you see. Now hear me this morning, please, please hear me. Listen, I understand. Listen, hear me. Believe me, I understand. I had to deal with some of this. I understand that the positive confession movement of a few years ago took this to ridiculous uh, uh, extremes. Listen, I understand that. But I also understand that that does not negate the validity of of a positive faith filled confession. And the reason why the positive confession movement was so, was so popular was because we had the negative confession movement for so many years in Pentecost. I understand you can take this too far. I understand that, that some people did in, in, in years gone by. But that does not negate the validity of a positive faith-filled confession. Hear me this morning. Hear this. Hear me. Hear me this morning. Let me say this and then I'm finished this morning. Don't confess what's in your heart. Confess what's in God's Word. That's where it got awry. That's where, that's there was where it went too far. Is that people began to confess what was in their heart. Or just the desire. Or the want. Or the greed. Amen. That they had. And they began to confess that. Don't confess what is in your heart. Amen. Confess what's in this Word. 
Don't confess what you have to say about it. Confess what God's Word has to say about it. And don't forget, Elijah's confession, amen, was preceded by praying seven times. So this morning, I don't want you just to come leave this building and say, you know, I can just say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Or I can just go up to my giant and I can tell my giant, I'm taking your head today. Amen, I can just do that because my words are powerful. No, I'm telling you, you better put your head between your knees and you better get a hold of God and you better spend your time in prayer and you better fuel, amen, yourself with prayer. And then as the faith begins to arise in your heart and in your spirit, amen, then by the faith begins to come out of your mouth, amen, then you can begin to speak, amen, what you want to seize and not speak what you see. Amen. Whoever's coming to the platform, come now, please. Who is it this morning that wants to break the drought over your life? Who wants to break the drought over their life today? I hear the sound. I hear the sound. This is not just a sermon this morning. Listen, I hear the sound. not just a sermon this morning. I, I hear the sound. Several weeks ago in November and December, I began to hear I began to hear the sound. And then it began on the inside of me as a rumbling started and the thunder of the Holy Spirit began to erupt in my heart and in my spirit. And I began to hear God tell me amen, that He wanted to do something in 2016 that He's never done before in the realm of the Spirit. Amen. That I was to declare 2016 a year of prayer. Amen. Listen. Listen. It's not going to be anything but business as usual unless we do what God says and he said if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way then he said I'll hear from heaven I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land I hear the sound I hear the sound there's something rumbling on the inside this morning there's something stirring in my spirit this morning I I hear the sound and I understand not everybody's going to hear the sound Elijah heard the sound, but Ahab was standing right there and could not hear the sound. And some of you will be in this room this morning. You will say, what is the big deal? And what was Pastor all worked up about? I didn't hear anything this morning. But I'm going to tell you, amen, that there's some of you this morning. You're already beginning to hear the sound. And some of you that haven't heard the sound yet, I'm telling you that even this morning as we gather around the throne of God, amen, I'm, the thunder is going to begin to roll. Amen, there's going to become something alive in your spirit and in your heart. And you're going to hear the sound. I hear a sound this morning of an abundance of rain. Our takeaway this morning, the drought can be broken in your life. Our takeaway this morning, the drought won't be broken without prayer and persistence. If you want to break the drought over your life this morning, maybe you don't have a drought in your life, but there's a drought in somebody else's life, and you want to help break the drought in their life. There's not a drought in the grace place. I don't think there's a drought here, but I believe that we haven't seen anything yet as to the realm of the Spirit that God wants to take us to. So this morning, if you desire for God to open the windows of heaven, if you want, the, want God to send the Shekinah cloud of His glory into the grace place this morning, if that's you this morning, I want you to get down here. I want you to get down here right now. I want you to move quickly this morning. I don't want you to lollygag. I want you to get down here this morning. And I want you to begin to pray. And I want you to begin to cry out to God. 
God. And I want you to begin to open your heart. And I want you to begin to listen with a spiritual ear this morning. Amen. I want you to leave this morning if nothing else. I want you to be able to hear the sound. There's a sound this morning. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. It's coming. It's coming. Can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound this morning? Come on. Lift your hands and your voices. Begin to pray. Begin to seek Him this morning. Amen. Begin to let God work in your heart. Let Him break the drought. Let Him break the drought. Let Him break the drought that's over your heart and over your spirit and over your life this morning. Let me tell you that I cannot break the drought with preaching. Clay and Krista cannot break the drought in worship. It's only going to be broken in prayer. It's only going to be broken in prayer. But it can be broken. The drought can be broken. The refreshing rain of the Spirit can fall. Cry out to Him this morning. Cry out to Him this morning. Pray. Seek His face. Come into His presence today. Tell God you're thirsty. Tell Him how dry and parched your soul is. Tell Him how thirsty you are. The only thing that will quench your thirst is a refreshing rain of the Holy Spirit.